On today's episode of The Glue Guys, Sham Sharania from The Athletic broke the news that there's increased optimism among certain members of the Nets that Kyrie Irving may, in fact, play basketball for the Nets this year. We spoke to Shams on the show. You're going to hear him coming up right after the intro. And then Brian and I are going to answer your emails at gmail.com. Let's do it. This is Mike here. Say hello, hello, Brian. Hello. I've been off lately, Mike. It's been bad. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. NetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Ryan. Michael, we're coming back from break. This is us back from break, right? No, this isn't us back from break. Oh. This is us introing the Sham Sharani interview coming right up. Okay, cool. Um, we spoke to, or I spoke to Sham Sharania. One of the great basketball reporters of our time uh, from The Athletic on the show. Shams lent me 15 minutes of his life to talk about his report, his breaking report about the increased optimism among some members of the Nets that Kyrie Irving will, in fact, maybe kind of could play basketball for the Nets this year. How? Wow. How great would that be? So great. Um, it was really an informative interview because if you read the story, which you could read at theathletic.com slash glue guys, get behind that paywall. Uh, there is some hope there. Shams expanded on that hope a bit. Uh, and, and you can kind of tell from what he's talking about where the hope is coming from, what side of the river. Yeah. That hope, you know, Mike, if I'm listening to the pod now, I'm just like, let me have it. Like, give it to me, you know, give me the show. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. Let's give it. Let's give, let's give him the goods. Coming up. Sham Sharani from the athletic, uh, senior NBA writer talking about Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. So Shams, thanks again for being on the show. It seems like we have you on every time that you actually get some news coming from, from Kyrie Irving and coming from the Nets. You wrote about the latest involving Kyrie Irving and his chance for actually coming back this season and playing basketball with the Nets. Basically, what have you learned? What have you learned about Kyrie? Yeah, Mike, I feel like in the last, ever since the team made the decision on October 12th that un unless Kyrie Irving was going to be a full-time participant, and not just playing road games and practice at home that he would not play. So that means he needs to fulfill the vaccine requirement of one shot before being eligible to play. And starting December 27th, it'll actually be two shots unless you go the one shot with J with Johnson and Johnson. So there's been this lull for the last two months, really, where there really ha there hasn't been much movement. There's really nothing to report because from Kyrie's perspective, there's there's really no change in his stance. And from the team's perspective, obviously, there, there hadn't been uh, much of a change as far as, you know, like I wrote in the story, Joe Sy and management group, obviously, there's, there's been an adamant stance taken as far as unless he's a full-time participant, he will not play and he's got to fulfill the vaccine requirement in order to do so in New York City following city legislation. So there's been this lull for two months. And, you know, I've done shows, I've, I've, I've done my, you know, whenever I'm on either radio or TV shows, I always get asked the question, there really hasn't been much to say, because unless he's getting traded, what has changed for him to play? But there has been 
a, a shift in the last, really in the last few weeks, but even in the last few days that, that has a lot of optimism around his return to the organization this season. Now, how does that come to be? Is that him eventually getting the vaccine? Is that the team event, you know, opening up the door for him to play in road games and to play and practice, at, you know, you, to, to be able to practice at home at the HSS training facility, as well as playing on the road. And, and there is re- renewed optimism. And Mike, I think a lot of that surrounds the enthusiasm that has increased in the conversations that have taken place, the increased communication that's taken place between Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I mean, those guys are close. And we saw what Kevin Durant did last night, 51 points. He's obviously either the top MVP candidate or is one of the top MVP candidates. So it's clear that, you know, possibly this renewed optimism can be tied to the fact that those two guys are starting to talk a lot more about Irving's fit on this team, breaking down games, breaking down life in general. And it's it started a back and forth that, from what I'm told, really started to elevate after Thanksgiving. Um, but after, you know, after it started to escalate and continue to elevate with those two, I think it's given some some new renewed optimism about a possible return. So it, it's that this connection, obviously the connection between the two guys, Kevin and Kyrie brought them to Brooklyn to play together. And it's that connection, which is giving it a shot. I, I guess it's just, there's a question of with Kyrie coming back. Do you think that there has been any wiggle room at all from the Nets organization for, to let him be basically a road warrior, you know, and play with the team just simply on the road. Is that, is there any wiggle room of that or, or it's, it's still kind of unclear of exactly how Kyrie's return would even play out. I mean, I think there's an adamant stance that, that he needs to fulfill the requirements in order to play and be a full-time participant. I think that's been the adamant stance ever since the announcement was made on October 12th. So I, I'm not sure if there is wiggle room. There, there might not be. But I, I think that it's clear that the players and the coaches want Kyrie Irving to be back in the lineup ASAP. Gotcha. So if, if the from what I'm told, the roster players want Kyrie Irving back. And so does management, does ownership, do they look at that and 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 open that door? And I, you know, obviously I write, I write that. I mean – that's one of those avenues is how Kyrie Irving finds himself back on the floor, either fulfilling the vaccine mandate or the door opening to him starting to play on the road um, and practice at home. There were conversations before that October 12th decision was made about whether it would be feasible. And clearly the roster, the players on the current roster didn't believe it would be. Now has that changed um, in the last few weeks? Could that, could that now be tenable? Could that now be what the players want? I think those are all questions that, you know, I'm I'm not here to answer, but those are all the questions that I believe exist. Yeah, and, and one of my questions to you is, you know, I think a lot of the chatter around Kyrie, I mean, there's so many people with so many opinions about him, um, but, but one of the questions is, how would the players embrace Kyrie Irving? You know, this is a guy who, at, at one point, it seemed like he was going to get vaccinated and was going to play. It, it was reported that the Nets, you know, had a, an appointment for him to get the shot, and he basically, you know, he didn't show up, and, and, and then he it's both on the team and on himself that he's not playing right now. And resentment could have been built up between 
Kevin Durant, James Harden, anyone in the locker room against Kyrie. But from what I'm getting from you is that the players would embrace his return. However it would come, it seems like there would be a pretty wide embrace, not just the players, but potentially even the coaching staff. Is that true? Mike, there might have been hard feelings at the time, but then they time heals all wounds. And also, <laughs> like, this team is competing for a championship. They're one yes. step closer to winning a championship with a Kyrie Irving back on the floor. So if there is even a window for him to return to the team on a road and home practice basis that allows even a window into his mind and a window into possibly changing his mind and possibly showing him, like, we're all here for you. We're all here for you playing on the road. We're all here for you practicing at home, you know, and it, it's just, it's I, I, Mike, I always found it fascinating even before the, the season started that, you know, if you were to play a, a, on the road and then practice at home, imagine scoring 40 points in a big road win and then having to come and sit a, a game at home, like two days later, like you have momentum building, you're feeling good. And then you suddenly have to sit as a player, how uncomfortable that might become. And so at that point, I think you just, you just let things play out. And obviously there was a decision that was made that, you know, basically made the decision for any of the players, right. That this is what it would be until he's a full-time player. You can't participate. So I, I, I do think that, you know, the messaging I've gotten and, and that I've heard is that everyone would be, you know, would welcome Kyrie Irving back with open arms. I know Kevin Durant uh, from, from what I'm told, he would welcome Kyrie Irving back. It's clear he wants Kyrie Irving back, but again, how does that play out? How does, how is that, conceivable and if you were to come back there would of course be a transition period it's not just like you know you snap a finger and everything just clicks in in like a two-day three-day span i mean it's going to be a situation where he's been away from the team for you know let's say if, if it's sooner than later like you're away from the team for two three months there's going to be somewhat of a transition period but the consensus i think around the team is that Kyrie irving brings you one step closer to a championship and if the team feels that way and obviously the run kevin durant's on this year he wants to win a championship this season. There's there's no doubt that's on his mind. That's what, what he's what he's playing for. Yeah, it's almost like the Nets should start if the Kyrie comes back, they should start taking games so that they could be a five seed or lower, so they get more road playoff games, right? I mean, that's you know, <laughs> that, that would be the benefit. They should increase the odds of having Kyrie. Um, that's of course a joke. But the I have a couple more questions on Kyrie. And then we'll wrap up here. My first is, do we know what shape he's in? We got this grainy video of him playing flag football in Paramus. Uh, we don't really get, we don't see him much. He's not posting videos of himself playing basketball on social media. He shows up courtside at some Seton Hall basketball games, but we don't see him much touching a basketball. Do we know what kind of shape he's in at all? Because you talk about ramping up. I mean, you'd have to get the shots that, depending on what he gets, it's two weeks or four weeks. And, and not only that, it's a ramping up of basketball activity that would take at least a month, probably. Do we know what kind of shape he's in? For everything I've been told, Kyrie Irving's been working out. He's been getting daily workouts in, whether he's on the East Coast, whether he's on the West Coast like he was the last week in L.A. So he's been training. He's been working out. He's been getting shots up. He's been playing. And so the question is, is how long would it take you to be in game shape, right? Would it take a week? Would it take some practices? That's obviously the the big question as, as far as when he is back, how how much of a ramp up that he would need. And the Nets are notorious for ramping players up, um, you know, being very careful, very precautionary in their ramp ups of guys. So I, I wouldn't expect anything uh, short of that. But there's no question that from everything I've been told, Kyrie Irving has been staying in the gym, um, whether he's on this coast or the other coast. 
And so the optimism that you're you're kind of hearing about it, it mostly stems from the fact of Kyrie's engagement, sort of with what's happening with the Nets. Is that correct? The fact that in those conversations, there's been a clear emphasis being placed on that Kyrie Irving wants to play. He wants to play soon. And that's always been the case. When he did that Instagram live in October, he made it known that he wants to return to the floor. This isn't about him getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. Obviously, eventually it is, because if he doesn't get the vaccine, he can't play at Barclays Center. But if 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 he's able to play, he wants to play. That isn't about him retiring or anything like that. So the fact that he's made that clear from everything I've been told publicly and obviously privately to Kevin Durant and others that he wants to be back out there on the floor with them, I think is what's given that, that sense of optimism. And listen, if the best player on your team is in Kevin Durant, him and Kevin Durant are having, have had frequent conversations in the last several weeks, really after Thanksgiving. And so you know, from talking about his fit and how he'd look on the team, breaking down games that the Nets have played and other games and just talking life in general. That's a that's been a streamline um, and that's been a communication sector that w- maybe wasn't as fully open, you know, after the Nets made their decision October 12th. And so that renewed pipeline into that relationship, I think, I mean, you, you have to factor that in here, guys. Ultimately, it's a decision for Kyrie to either get vaccinated or not. If he chooses not, then it's on the Nets management to decide. That's Joe Sy, right? Sean Marks and Steve Nash to some degree to decide, okay, are we going to allow Kyrie Irving to be just a part-time player? You know, because we can't bank on public policy in New York City changing anytime soon. Even though we've heard different things from the incoming mayor, ultimately you can't bank on that. The Nets' other consideration is this team... The Nets are the best team right now in the East in terms of record, but they have yet to beat an elite team. I mean, they've beaten the Hawks, but, you know, really an elite team in the NBA. They need something else, and the thing that they could do is to trade Kyrie Irving. Uh, From everything that we've heard is that Kyrie, the Nets haven't necessarily, they're not out on the market trying to flip Kyrie. What is the sense that you get for where that discussion is, where if a deal came along of value, do you have a sense that the Nets would really consider it or are they just, they're being very buttoned up on this and not revealing anything that you've heard? As far as the trade component with Kyrie Irving, the moment that the decision was made that he needs to fulfill the requirement or be a full-time player in order to play, I mean, I, I wrote about it and I've said it since. I think the sense around teams across the league is that the Nets w- were going to be open to potential offers made and inquiries and calls obviously the price threshold for a guy like Kyrie Irving he's one of the one of the best players in the league today that price threshold is high so I think that knowing that there there clearly hasn't been anything that's made their made it across their desk where they're it's where it's actionable uh the several teams that I've heard have that are made calls there really hasn't been much of an engagement level given from the Nets it's really just been one way you know you're going to hear some calls come in but there, there's really nothing actionable to it so there's nothing to really engage on now could that change between now and the deadline if they're like i wrote if there is no resolution here could that change could the team be forced to make a decision um of course that's possible but um the the in terms of getting Kyrie irving back on the floor it, it's it's to me i think the renewed optimism is that it's it's appearing more and more with every passing day that the that the players that the locker room would want him back and would be open to 
you know, would, would welcome him back with open arms if the sides were all able to work something out. All right, Chomps, I so appreciate your time. I know you're busy, so it really means a lot that you're able to hop on, uh, give us a lot of great information, uh, something for maybe Nets fans. You know, it's the holiday season, and people, when, when, you, when your story got sent out from your Twitter, people were saying late Hanukkah gift, early Christmas gift, just the even the hope that Kyrie Irving could come back to the basketball court in the black and white for the Nets, so... Appreciate you, Shams. Thank you, man. Mike, appreciate it. And as your audience knows, this is a very fluid situation like it always has been. <laughs> and so I'm sure this is not the last time me and you will speak on this. And appreciate you having me on. And um, I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back, Brian. Wow, what a great interview. <laughs> that, was, that was great. So really? Brian didn't get to hear the interview yet, heard but for, for everyone who heard it, you're, you have heard it if you got to this point in the podcast. Uh, God bless you if you skipped over Shams' interview to hear us talk about the interview. Good bless. That's really a true bless. Brian and Mike fan. Um, for Brian, a quick summary. I think the thing that stood out to me was, you know, in the story, and this is the thing, the difference between the written word and actually having a conversation. Mm. In the story, there's it's written as about increased optimism. And when I talked to Shams, it really felt like the optimism is coming from Nets players, particularly Kevin Durant, mm. Kevin Durant's conversations with Kyrie, uh, Shams really pointed to post Thanksgiving time is when they've had increased conversations. They've basically been doing a glue guys podcast themselves. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking a lot about the team. Um, and a lot about clout sharking us is what it sounds like. <laughs> sounds a bitch. Cloud, sh- clout, 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 sharking? clout sharking. It's like when you steal someone's clout. You know, oh, like online yeah, club. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, can we do that? Yeah. Please. <laughs> Never. We? we won't. Yeah. We won't. Um, it's interesting because, again, listening to Shams, asking him the questions I asked, but trying to read between even the lines that we could read between, it basically is like, hey, it's up to Nets management to make the decision. Can we make Kyrie Irving a part-time player and see how that goes? It felt like less about, hey, Kyrie's going to get a vaccine shot tomorrow. Yeah. Don't know that for sure. Shams didn't say that. And Shams gave me as much as he could. Yeah. You know, and and I appreciate everything he said. It just feels like, hey, it's uh, it's not that Kyrie is, again, going to go to Walgreens, Dwayne <laughs> Reed, and get the shot. He's not signing up in the queue. Yeah. It's more of that, hey, could he be a part-time player? How could that work? Mm. Um. Morally, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that, that, that they would they would give into that. The one thing I will say, and Sean said it in the interview, when the Nets made the decision, I think it was October 12th, to tell Kyrie Irving, hey, you're not going to be a part-time player here. Either get the shot or don't be here. Part of the brain trust that made that decision or at least supported that decision were the players believing at the time, I think Sean said this directly, that it would be too hard to have someone like Kyrie in and out of the lineup like that. Now, the season has gone along. Uh, the Nets are the number one team in the East right now, but they haven't beaten any elite teams. 
from what I'm getting from Shams is that it seems like the players are like, eh, is it that bad? Yeah. Is it that bad if he's just a part-time player? Is it, are we really going to penalize ourselves? Like, you know, we could use him when we go to play in certain cities. They could use him. How do you feel, Brian? You're, you're grimacing. I've, I've never managed, you know, world-class athletes. So I, I don't really, you know, this isn't my, my ex, my realm of expertise. Um, and you know, the Nets are an interesting team because, um, it's been argued that they're sort of like the end evolution of the player empowerment movement. We have like the player empowered team, basically a a team, a player run team effectively. That's sort of like the meme around this team. And, uh, this is, this would be, um, another real piece of evidence that the players are managing this team. (laughs) And that's, you know, there's, that's good and bad in (laughs) some ways. Um, you know, for, for upper echelon players who want to be in the position of managing teams, that's a, you know, a beacon to, to those people to say, Hey, you could come here and, and help manage this team with their, with their front <laughs> office. Uh, if you're the front office and you want to, you know, create some, some boundaries there, a few safeguards, uh, this is a, you know, if this is the way in which it happens, we're using the hypothetical situation, which, you know, Kevin Durant plies for, 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 um, Kyrie to come and play away games. That's a little bit of a retreat in my book. I don't know. I mean, it's at least it's, you know, I, I don't want to not a retreat in this, like, you know, it doesn't have to be divisive. It doesn't have to be, um, anything, but it does like, it's, it's a, it's a big data point to suggest that like, eventually you'll get your, get your way. You know, you will, you will get your way on this team. <laughs> and that's, it's like that's something. Joe Biden cut me out and saying, we're going to get a $4 trillion spending plan. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving's Joe Mansion. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, it's going to be one trillion, and you're gonna, it's going to come down. That's to me. how it's going to be. You guys are going to yeah. come all the way down to me. <laughs> you're going to, you're um, going to kayak up to my yacht, and, and, and we'll have a conversation. I do love the yeah. the Joe Mansion yacht stories. Yeah, that's a good one. Also, because now if people don't, I live in D.C. and my wife and I and the kids we go down to uh, what's called the Navy Yard here in D.C., which is a lot of has a lot of very nice boats. We're always like peeking around. We're like, is this where Joe Mansion is? Is he? Is he? <laughs> carousing with lisa murkowski yeah are they singing songs um sorry that's what a bad diversion (laughs) no that's good Uh, but anyways the other part of it is like (laughs) i am also super enthusiastic about Kyrie's return like i I, there's it's it's not a there's a duality it's a duality actually i think Kyrie would appreciate it it is a um there there's a central paradox here this is and this is the religious experience that (laughs) that yeah so brian behind him on the youtube so brian is a, this is from Scary Kittles that shirt, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's the Kyrie it's a, shirt. It's timely. It's a picture of Kyrie coming out in the next couple of weeks with a flat Earth behind him. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't have to be a flat Earth. You know, it's again, it's it's not. It's unclear. Nothing. Nothing's written in stone. <laughs> it's not a three D semi spherical. <laughs> it's not three D. But then nothing is three D. Um, ScaryKittles.com. It, it is so. It's complicated, right? So on one hand. I think everyone should get vaccinated if it's healthy for them to do so, which I think pretty much everyone it is. Um, there's a rise in cases like we're in the we're in a wash of like the Chicago Bulls don't have a basketball team right now. They've had two games postponed this week because ten of their guys ha- are are on the re- COVID reserve list, and you know introducing Ugh. Kyrie Irving, an unvaccinated player, into the mix increases the chances that that's problematic for the Nets. Like there's an actual basketball problem with having unvaccinated people 
in your midst amidst this wash of Omicron that is hitting our shores, Bro, right? The, the friggin' like uh, city MD thing. Another, I just went outside like a couple hours ago. Again, the line. I got PTSD from the line around the corner again. I was like, oh, oh, god, no! And there's a pop up tent thing again. I was like, there it is. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. So there's that. There's that whole beast to reckon with, right? That like if if Kevin Durant is successful again, this is my extrapolation. This is what Shams is telling me. But this is my extrapolation. If Kevin Durant is successful in lobbying management, Sean Marks and Joe Sy and saying like, we as players are okay with Kyrie being unvaccinated and being here part-time because it gives us a shot to, you know, win a championship more so than not having him at all. There is the real world impact of like introducing him into the picture. You increase the chances of not just the players getting, you know, um, the disease, but you know, there's a lot of support staff, there's coaches, you know, there are older coaches on this team, like Steve Clifford, who's not a really a head, like not an actual assistant coach, but he's a consultant. You know, there are older members of this team that are not of this team of, of the organization that are impacted by introducing an unvaccinated person into their midst. So I, so that is like a tough thing to reckon with. But on the other hand, I, I we sit here and like, I don't know if the Nets stance on Kyrie is benefiting them really at all. Um, like I, I, you know, this team does could use Kyrie Irving. Sham said it directly in the interview. Kyrie wants to play basketball and he wants to play for the Nets. He wants to be back and he wants to be playing basketball. This isn't like a retirement scheme, at least as far as we understand it. Um, even though that's been floated out there from other people's ideas that Kyrie is being anti-vaccinated because he actually wants to retire from basketball. I, I, you know, from what Shams is saying, Kyrie wants to play basketball. Um, so it's, it's just like, how do we reckon with the fact that like, basically the answer, like you're going to be, if the, if he does come back and he doesn't get vaccinated, be like, eh, okay, well <laughs> we were, we had this nice, beautiful stance for two months, but now we don't give a shit. Because we see yeah. that James Harden is diminished whoa, and whoa. he isn't, he isn't all NBA James. He's all-star James, which is a different human. And Kevin Durant is an MVP, but we're relying on old Dude, crusty I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge like, to be the third star. So uh, there's also somebody in Twitter and I did not fact check this at all. And so we shouldn't, we should take this with the biggest, a huge, a glacial grain of salt. Um, but like somebody was Let's saying, let's not that, talk about global warming, please. <laughs> that, that we just had devastating s- news about the somebody tweeted at us that they caps. went through the the fine print and that the punishment for not advocating or not um super strongly enforcing your employee to follow these mandates for like you know uh, event spaces is at its worst like a repeating fine of five thousand dollars per That's instance. True. So yes, you know there is a very like you know it's not like they come and and escort Sean Marks out of the premises. Like a, C- a SWAT team doesn't fly in f- through the windows. <laughs> but- <laughs> how, great, how actually much of a rallying would it be for the anti-vax crowd if yeah. six, eight New Zealander Sean Marks was dragged out of the Barclays yep. for, for allowing Kyrie Irving to, it's true. So what you're, what you're describing is the fact that if the Nets let Kyrie Irving play basketball unvaccinated at Barclays, the fine is only like $5,000 after the third offense. Yeah. I've thought about that, but I think it, I think it would be facts. There'd be some escalation within the city government to be like, 
hey, I don't think we should let, like, we should do something more than find them $5,000. Um, it would be pretty, <laughs> it would be historic if a local basketball team would so thumb their nose at, like, Dude. like a health mandate by being like, eh, we'll just take a $5,000 This fine. This fits, like, really nicely into I mean, a little history, historical nets for you. There's been two other instances of nets, um, like, not like not calling a player's bluff, uh, you know, correctly. And so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 70s, like, was, was asked for deals. I know where you're going with this, and I'm excited. I appreciate Asked for deals this. between the nets, then in the ABA, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks of the NBA, and said, give me your best and final offers, and I'm going to go with the best offer from either. Because I didn't, he, at the time, the ABA was on similar grounds with the NBA, or at least, you know, had the finances to make it appealing. And, and they had a cooler basketball. And the nets came in well under the Bucks, and they were like, and then you know, Kareem just went with the bucks and they're like, wait, hang on. You were serious about the best, fi- like we have way more money. We'll give you a better offer than that. And then he was like, no, I meant it when I said best and final. And then that's what happened again. Kobe Bryant late years later when he drafted in 1996, um, said he would not play for the Nets under any circumstances, that he would just stay in Italy. And then coach Calipari, uh, you know, just quivered, <laughs> quivered and, you know, no, you know, we got Kerry Kittles, great consolation prize. No, no you wouldn't mistake. have Kerry Kittles. <laughs> exactly. The, the t-shirt brand without the, having Kerry Kittles. Yeah. The, uh, the, the apparel empire. So that's so, you know, but that paid, that paid dividends way down the line. And, uh, and Kobe Bryant, you know, became a guy that people know about. And now in this case, we have Kyrie Irving. We tried to play hardball with him to get him to, you know, be a, I don't know what the, I don't know what the benefit is at this point now, other than like, it's a, it's way better for your PR. They put themselves in an odd situation here with this. I'll tell you what, because now to like back out of this, at this cert, at this position or at this time, it's like, you're really giving him a nod of like, it's a lot of power to, to put into that player's hands and to a guy who's already a little bit, maybe potentially, you know, into power and that kind of <laughs> that way, you know, like we're, we're like, we're under no circumstances. You're going to play until you get vaccinated. And then two, just two short months later to reverse that. Um, because I guess Kevin Durant is coming to bat for you or whatever. It's a, that's a, that's a move, Mike. That is a move. Well, and and this isn't just a Sean Marks decision. Joe Sy has done interviews and he's been very strong in like, Hey, we love Kyrie, but all of my employees are going to be vaccinated or they should be vaccinated. Like Joe Sy, the owner of the team, the multi-multi-billionaire, has repeatedly talked about how important it is to be vaccinated. The Nets as an organization, they did um, you know, a press event with the governor of New York talking about like motivating young people to get vaccinated. They were giving away Nets tickets, right? That was like three weeks ago. Remember, we were all in a tizzy that Kyrie Irving was going to get vaccinated then that's what people thought going to the event so this isn't just like like hey we can blame sean marks for being a a strict new zealander uh because we know new zealand's the strictest country in the world when it comes to covid mm-hmm. no it's it's joe Sai. joe Sai has made the organizational decision to not let kyrie irving play unvaccinated partly because of the health issue but really it's because of a basketball issue which is it's really tough to have a consistent team if a guy's only playing, you know, road games. And and at the time, like whether he could practice or not at home, we finally figured out yes, he can practice at home. They the Nets got that exemption for him. Um, you know, it 
it would be pretty shocking that like a guy of Joe size level who has the amount of power and say that he does in all points of his life would concede this point after being so public, so out there talking about like, Hey, I want all my employees vaccinated. Love Kyrie Irving, but I want all my employees vaccinated. So it's like, as you and I are talking about it, I don't know, man, it feels, it feels pretty unlikely that the nets would budge in that way. It, it still feels like it has to come down to Kyrie deciding to take a shot. And it's, and uh, what evidence have we seen that Kyrie Irving's become more friendly to vaccinations? If anything, unfortunately, you know, the whole thing where unvaccinated people say like, but I see vaccinated people get COVID too. Mm-hmm. How good is that vaccine? You know, that like, uh, mm-hmm. those people, uh, we're seeing more of that. We're seeing more breakthrough cases. Uh, partly because of the aging of when people took the the original vaccine, not getting boosters, Omicron, all the data, not mm. an epidemiologist, but a podcaster. Mm. Um, are the same these days. So if you're Kyrie, I just don't know like what new information is coming into your life where you're thinking, um, actually I do like the vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that's tangibly changed in the world. If anything, it's kind of the, efficacies of di- uh, vaccines are getting damaged um and so the motivation for him to think that it's a good thing is decreasing the only thing that's increasing is maybe his love of basketball and him and kevin durant's secret brooklyn nets podcast that they've been doing together where they yeah. talk about the team I don't, yeah it's a, com- it's a thorny complicated issue like those rose bushes behind you in the kyrie irving t-shirt yeah i'm trying if to those think are of, like yeah, i mean like when it comes to the actual playoff playoffs like and i mean if it's really just this is such a sticky situation like i mean the idea is you have to basically get you know management to completely reverse their position and take these like five thousand dollar fines on the chin every game and like so that on top of the embarrassment of of basically getting that's not happening (laughs) he's not playing at home (laughs) we we joke we talked he's not playing at home and then okay so the the alternative is we're playing like deep into the playoffs with half the time this guy who's not getting his vaccine out of facebook meme defiance it's just a it's such a tough spot like I, I hope I really I do I hope that it's he's coming around on this vaccine thing. Um, I think the latest like point of data was that there's like I forget what percentage more a lot more people are getting their third shot than their first shot these days. You know, that's just now we're at the point where if you're likely to get shots, you're you've you've gotten a few of them, and if you're, you're not the shot in, if, you're, if you're not inclined, then you're not <laughs> you're not taking the shot ski. Um, but anyways, you know, I I guess we'll I will we'll keep an eye on the situation. Like, should we do some some mailbag stuff well, while we well, real think? quick, yeah, real quick? Okay. I think the mail we we will, we will pin. Let's save the mailbag okay. for next episode. Okay, next episode. Good, good but idea. Real. Let's put a bow on the Kyrie convo for us. Um, we were talking about shots and all that great stuff with Kyrie Irving. I mean, I kind of joked with Shams in the interview. The Nets, if if they get if they're going to allow Kyrie Irving to play. In road games, um, they should probably not be the first seed in the East. They should try to be the fifth through lower right, seeds. Right. Get that extra playoff game totally. at, on the road. Um, but the other difficult thing is that, like, what if the Nets are the two seed and they play the Raptors in round two? And they just don't, they would not have Kyrie Irving at all because he can't play in Canada. Canada will not allow, like, there's all these, like, unpredictable, tough to deal with scenarios. Um, 
if they played the Knicks in round one, even though the Knicks are currently not even in the play-in at this point, Kyrie can't play at the Garden. Um, they made they made that sort of change in the rule of where like Kyrie can't play on the road if the road is also New York City. Damn! Could you imagine we get all the way to the finals and then Kyrie like and just he's just sitting there and we take an L in the finals because of this vaccine, Mike? That's good. That's what's going to happen. Oh my God! That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's that, that's really. <laughs> So, like, think about the conversation, again, that we're having and the scenarios that we're trying to figure out. Sean Marks, Steve Nash, and Joe Sy had those conversations in October, right? Like, if we let Kyrie Irving do this, what's going to happen? How's that going to look? So, I just, it's, I, I love the optimism that Shams is reporting about. I love that Kevin Durant and Kyrie are engaged and discussing the Nets and talking about how Kyrie would fit on this team. Conspiracy theory, who has Kevin Durant seemingly shown the most affection to on the Nets this year? Who has been the one player? Trey Young is Trey Young. Do you see that clip? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That's funny. Um, who on, on the, the Nets? Nets? Uh, the most I, What is going is, on with that clip? <laughs> it's a great clip. Uh, Cam Thomas is the answer, is the correct answer. Okay, what yeah. is Cam Thomas? He's a ball-handling scorer. And it's like Katie's like flirting with the younger version of Kyrie. That's right. Right in front of Kyrie's eyes. He's he's heaping praise on the young, talented Cam Thomas. Mm. Ba- basically icing, you know, saying to Kyrie, like, I've got this, I've got a new lover here. Do you, do I you have think a new basketball? KD's lover. playing four-dimensional backgammon. Is that what you're trying to say? Like Always. He's... Uh, he has been his whole life. <laughs> yeah. He Is doesn't he... care about Cam Thomas. <laughs> but um, just, he's just a speed bump to get back. Get back in Kyrie's good graces. I get it. I mean, we've all flirted with another woman in front of our wife because they, to, to get the, right. We all do that. Sam, get in the room here. What's going on? (laughs) What's going on? Sam is going to come on for a holiday episode. I know. I'm excited. Katie's more than welcome too. We can do all all wives all the time. She's not going to, she doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just talk to Katie for the pod? Can I have a a conversation about you with Katie? (laughs) You can do that on the phone if you want. Is that? Nah, record it. Record it. It'll be on YouTube. Okay. I, is there anything else? I mean, I think there's no landing spot here. There's optimism. Seems like it's coming from the player side that they would welcome Kyrie back. I'm the only, my only concern is that we're we're mucking up the works here. That this leaked and Katie's been like, guys, I'm working on something here. Don't like, you know, muck up my my operation. I had him. I was I was baiting him in with this Camp Thomas totally facile love affair. That's not at all real. I don't care about yeah. this kid at all. Chuck him. What I'm, it's a just to get back into the good graces of Kyrie, and and here we are blowing up everybody's spot, and now we've now we've uh, pushed this whole operation back two months again. Did because yeah. Josai listens to us, and he's like, you know what, Brian and Mike make great points. I should not bend to their wishes. Right. It's a sticky situation. <laughs> it's a sticky man. wicket, Mike. That's a sticky wicket, brother. You know what also is a sticky wicket? This pod. And uh, we thank you so much for listening. Mm. Thank you, Sham Sharania, for being with us today. It's pretty great being part of the Athletic Podcast Network because that's how uh, Sham Sharania is delivered to you all as mm. listeners. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in yours more this week. Thank you for everyone who emailed. We're going to get to your emails. Uh, and Brian, five stars. We need them. We want to have them. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye then.